This episode of Pongcast is sponsored by Oysters and Pearls Yarn Company. Sustainable, traceable, responsible. Oysters and Pearls sources only natural fibres for use in all their gorgeous yarns, including wool, alpaca and mohair from small farms across the US. The yarns are worsted spun at Battenkill Fibres, a female-owned carding and spinning mill in upstate New York, and dyed in an array of soft shades with botanical extracts by Green Matters Dye Company. We love their commitment to minimising their impact on the land while providing fair wage jobs for people in their community. And from now until the 30th November, our listeners, that's you, get an exclusive 10% discount on any purchase at oystersandpearls.com. Just use the code POMCAST at checkout. That's P-O-M-C-A-S-T. You know, like the name of this podcast. Thanks, Oysters and Pearls. Hello and welcome to POMCAST, the podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly. I'm Lydia Gluck and I'm here with the wonderful Sophie Heathscott. Hello, Sophie. Good morning. Hello. Well, it's morning for us here. (laughs) It is indeed. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm currently aware of how windy and rainy it is. I'm really embracing the autumnal grey skies that are surrounding me right now. Yeah, it's been very, very windy and rainy here in Norwich too. Um, so there is a chance there will be some wind and rain ambient noise from both of our sides. But we were just saying, like, I think, you know, people pay a lot for those ambient sleep tracks where it's like residential London skies or whatever. (laughs) That would be my... (laughs) That would be your ambient sleep track. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Occasional, like, dog bark or, like, siren or whatever, like, "Mm, ambient London. (laughs) Maybe a fox, fox noise. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's a while since we've done the podcast. So I was like, oh yeah, we always used to start with weather chat, didn't we? Like, how are you? Oh, it's sunny today. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start with weather chat. We're British mm-hmm. after all. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we hope that if there is any ambient noise, uh, that it is soothing and or inspiring to our listeners. It's part of the charm of this podcast. Indeed. Recording at homes, not in any flash studios. So <laughs> Exactly. Um, and uh, so what have you been up to, Soph? What have I been up to? Well, you know what? I heard this great recommendation about a Paula Rego exhibition on a podcast. Oh, did you? Wow. It must have been a really cool, <laughs> a cool, fun person who made that recommendation. It was, which is why I believed them. So yes, how fortunate I was to make a trip to Tate Britain to see that and um, you know anyone can listen to the podcast that you raved about this to recap but uh, it was great you know what Lydia it was great (laughs) (laughs) well I'm glad that you enjoyed it I only knew most of her like figurative work from the dance there's like a big one like that and the nurses nurse or nurses Mm. but the I was so incredibly moved by the powerful like female driven narrative of her work yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of that. Being able to see that earlier work or the collage that you talked about and, you know, the amazing oil pastels. Yeah, very moving. Yeah. I was thinking about this show again because, you know, it was a wonderful show, uh, as we have agreed. That's good. That's one thing we have in common. Um, <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After all this time, we finally found it. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you um, enjoyed my recommendation so much. That's very pleasing. Yes. Uh, yeah, I feel very, uh, very fortunate to be able to go out and see the things, see the cultural things these days. So, 
Um, and other, like, news, life news, I'm trying to set up a repair cafe in my local community. And I'm just saying this on the podcast because it's interesting. I think people will be interested. But also, like, I wonder if anyone has set up one and is listening and is saying, hey, you need to do this. Because currently I'm trying to, like, find volunteers. So the idea of a repair cafe is it's, you know, community-led with volunteers who have specialisms in certain skills, um, who will mend things for people in the community. Such a good idea. I was actually thinking of doing a similar thing in Norwich. Oh, well. Great minds. Yeah. I also have very little information, though, on how to do it. But if we pool our information, and if any wonderful podcast listener types, as you say, have any advice, I would also very gladly hear it. Yeah, also I'm putting accountability on myself by saying it <laughs> out loud on an international <laughs> podcast. Oh, I'm going to do this thing, by the way. Yeah, it's always a good way to, to make sure... Uh, you carry on working towards the goal. It's a very excellent goal. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I am great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, it's such a good idea. And yeah, because when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, I know how to mend some things, mainly clothes things, unsurprisingly. But I don't know how to mend other things like bikes or I don't know. I can't think of any other things off the top of my head. But I imagine there are people out there who would want to like skill share those things exactly yeah so i'm thinking i'm trying to find someone who could do like you know electrical pat testing you know make sure it's all okay and fix small appliances i feel that's the thing like we need to mm, or like rewire lamps exactly we need to challenge the throwaway culture you know it's t- taking the change from being consumers to owners of a pr- item you know yeah yeah mm. and often it's like quite a you know i mean i don't know that much about rewiring lamps but i gather that it's normally not that complicated but I just don't know how to do it. And if you can save a lovely lamp, then you get to not only continue being an owner, but you get to keep the specific lamp that you already like. I get very invested in my my items and hang on to them. So yeah, I like to keep their life cycle long. Yeah, exactly. So stay tuned. I'll see how that goes. (laughs) Might just be me in a sewing machine. Like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I love it. Very high hopes. I can't fix your lamp, but I've made you a small pillow to lie it on. (laughs) Tired lamp. It's very poorly. (laughs) So, yeah, that's uh, my world. What are you up to, Lydia? What's, What's going on? Well, I um, am like moving house quite soon and I have bought a house, which is very exciting. This is the first time I have ever bought a house and it's very, very exciting. Um, But I've been spending a lot of time, first of all, spending time doing paperwork and things on the house. So I had less time for doing um, other activities, basically but it's very good use of time. Obviously, I'm not complaining. But uh, yes, so I haven't done as many things as I, other things as I would have liked. But what I have done is read the new Sally Rooney novel already, which I really, really enjoyed. What is it? Beautiful world. Hello. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. It's beautiful world. Where are you? I think. Where are you? Beautiful world. Beautiful. Hello. Where is it? I'm what a beautiful sure. world. <laughs> this is a good, a good game. Is this a Sally Rooney novel? <laughs> yeah. or? And I guess there's not loads to be said about it because I don't want to do any spoilers. Uh, But it was really, really enjoyable. I had remembered how much I loved... I'd remembered the sensation of loving her first two books, um, Normal People and Conversations with Friends. (laughs) Normal Conversations with Beautiful Worlds. Normal Conversations with Beautiful Worlds. (laughs) (laughs) 
friend conversations. Where are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that one hits home. I didn't mean to say that. But yes, I had remembered how much I enjoyed them, um, but kind of not the specifics of her writing style, weirdly, like that hadn't really stuck with me. But it was really, really nice to read a new thing by her and to be really, really immersed in it. It's that really lovely feeling when you just get like really caught up in a book. And I love the way that she writes characters and the way that her books are predominantly conversations. There's not a lot of description of any kind, really. And I would highly recommend it. Again, if anyone already liked the first two books, great. If not, why not try a Sally Rooney book? Very enjoyable. Oh, you know what I haven't? It's on one of those, like, she's one of those names that I'm like, oh yeah, I've got to get get to read her. And I haven't. So, you, you know, following the trend of exhibition viewing, I might just crack open that one by this, this next recording. <laughs> just read all three of them by next podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> you never know. I mean, the rate I went through uh, the most recent one, which is definitely the longest, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and But speaking of doing nice things out and about, I am actually going to a gig this evening. Uh, which I realise this podcast will come out after this gig. Um, but the person I'm going, or the people I'm going to see are playing other gigs around the UK. So admittedly, you know, not the most accessible to those outside the UK. But um, I'm very excited about this gig because it's a good friend of mine who's also called Lydia, other Lydia, Lydia Samuels, who is part of um, a group called Howl and they perform acapella I suppose is the right word basically there's not really a musical accompaniment and it's a group of women seven women and they sing really beautiful songs in harmony Um, some of them are original arrangements and I've seen them perform before and it was very moving and tonight I'm going to see them in a old church and so the acoustics will be wonderful and I'm just very very excited about seeing beautiful music and about seeing my friend sing because I think it'll be just very heartwarming um yeah so it's not really you know can't really recommend going but I can just get excited about going to the nice gig that does sound magical I wonder through the magic of the internet we can try and find there must be some online portal for their music we can recommend in the show notes yeah I'm sure there will be I think the specific group who are performing tonight perhaps not but they'll be like because Lydia does work with like sort of various Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, I was going to say assemblages, but that's absolutely not what I mean. (laughs) There's various different uh, groups of musicians and um, there'll be a lot of crossover with what's being performed tonight and what is available online. So, yes, you're right. We will find some nice linkies so that people can um, can look up what I'm talking about and maybe have a little listen. Nice. And is this one of your first live music events in a while? Yeah, well, I actually saw them perform with a different group probably about a month ago and that was so I'm just going to see the same band over and over again not really band but um it will be possibly my second live music experience and I cried last time because it was so lovely partly just because the music itself was so beautiful but also because I was like oh seeing live music live music is fantastic like I um yeah, I haven't been to see anything yet. It's just weird, like, you know, everyone gets the idea, like, these people have been living under a rock for a couple of years. And it's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And we can, uh, you can hear your report back on this uh, at a later date, I guess. Indeed. Yes, watch this space.
happening in the world of POM, Lydia? Well, um, this weekend just gone, well, at time of recording, (laughs) Megan was at Rhinebeck, which was very exciting. So she was there with uh, some samples and some wonderful publications. And um, from what we understand, there were a lot of precautions taken and the show was much more spacious. I mean, it's already a lot of outdoors, isn't it? But even in the barn where we were, they had um, given each booth a lot more space and made sure that there was... um, plenty of room for people to distance from each other but yeah it was I think that would have been our first pom-pom event yeah so Rhinebeck for people who don't know haven't listened to the podcast before it's a big uh, knitting wool fiber sheep festival in upstate New York in uh, the US and yes we had Megan and uh, Sarah who's actually the issue 36 front cover model came Indeed. along was a helpful hand thanks Sarah and yeah we got to experience it through the magic of uh, the internet via, <laughs> via social media <laughs> well it was a shame that we all couldn't be there because often we make it a uh, I was gonna say a team building exercise of everyone being there <laughs> school trip yeah school trip pretty much yeah we all have our <laughs> school trip out to Rhinebeck. Thanks for everyone who came by the stand. I know that quite a few people spoke to Megan saying they were enjoying the POMcast being back. Yeah, so we're so glad to hear that. It's always wonderful to hear from the POMcats uh, enjoying the POMcast. Including someone apparently who said, when's the podcast coming back? And Megan was like, it's already here. Oh, wow, that's so great. You're like, I want a thing, but I don't know when it's going to happen. And then someone's like, it's already happening. Oh, <laughs> what a great day. <laughs> So, yeah, it was nice to be uh, POM in person, I guess, via Megan for Rhinebeck. PIP. PIP. But also in the calendar, obviously, we've got issue 39 is our big pre-order item at the moment, the next uh, winter issue. Indeedy, the rhythm issue, which we discussed at more length um, in the previous Knit Chat episode of this podcast. Are we still going with Knit Chat for the uh, title? I don't know. You know what we had uh, someone on the Ravelry forum, which you can always go and say hi if you'd like to. Um, uh, Ravelry user Taxing said, uh, if you're choosing between Knit Chat and Cool Chat, how about Cool Knit Chat? Or Knit Cool Chat? Great options. (laughs) Yes, I think we need, um, if more people would like to let us know whether they are team cool chat or team knit chat or team cool knit chat we'd, we'd love to hear from you <laughs> cast your votes now yeah indeed um <laughs> this is the kind of engagement we need yeah uh so yes issue 39 that's coming out uh 11th of november so you'll have that on sale in your lys or maybe you subscribe maybe you pre-ordered Ooh. and uh that would arrive with you in the post or the mail if you like or yes. <laughs> Or it'll be shipped. Who knows? Somehow, subway, it'll be there. Um, so yes, we're still getting very excited about that. And then we're also very excited about Interpretations, Volume 8. Interpretations being the collection, um, well, this will be the eighth iteration of this wonderful collaboration between uh, Hohi Locatelli and Vera Valimaki, who are wonderful knitwear designers who collaborate on these volumes and yeah, volume eight, we've got it back from the printers. Very exciting for us. Little preview in the pom-pom offices. But the pre-order date is the 9th of November, FYI. We'll obviously have more information if you follow us on social media or you sign up to our newsletter. We get a lovely 
weekly update. I love reading Pom Post. I mean, I know everything that's happening already, but I read it. I'm like, this is a great magazine. Look at all this fun stuff that's going on. <laughs> I feel like one of the nice things about, I mean, Pom Post, great, because you get the news. You know, everybody uh, everybody needs the news. They need to know, for example, when volume eight is on pre-order. At the bottom of the email, there's also recommendations from Pom Pom Peoples. So we each, I mean, we don't each recommend a thing every week, but every week we will have some staff recommendations. And I love getting recommendations from everyone else on the team. It's very exciting to see like what people are watching or baking or reading or I don't know, all sorts of different activities. Yeah, so we'll put a link to signing up for the newsletter in the show notes for this podcast where you can find all the lovely things that we talk about. You know what, on uh, issue 39 news on the theme, I've started, uh, I've cast on. Or what do you say if you crochet, like you hook on? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess, yeah, because you've made a foundation chain. Yeah. So I foundationed uh, a Rockmore cardigan, which is by Anna D. Um, and I think I've already played myself by already not having enough yarn. Oh, no. <laughs> what yarn are you using? So let me tell you the tale. Oh, so <laughs> I'm sure there's many people listening who've had this. And maybe you've even had this scenario yourself. Um, so I bought some yarn. This is going back to Rhinebeck 2018 Ooh, now. Double Rhinebeck shout out today. Exactly. There was a yarn stall sort of near one of the barns where we were when it was Bartlett Yarns, who was sort mm-hmm. of based out in Maine. And there was, I bought some amazing red, which was sort of heathered, had a little bit of blue, a little bit of yellow, sort of but like a really deep, uh, russety, tweedy scenario Ooh. going on. Dreamy. Yeah. And I thought, it didn't have a label. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I remember what I bought. We all know that's the start <laughs> to chaotic. Uh, Narrator niche. voice comes in. She did not. Yeah. I think I remember it saying sport, but equally it's definitely not a sport weight because it's much thicker. So anyway, I bought five skeins, which I think is like a good, like, you know, it was like a healthy price point. I was like, five skeins will do me nicely. Were they 100, 100 gram skeins? <laughs> you know what? I haven't even weighed <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I feel like you could probably tell by looking at it if it's a... Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's 100 grams. Because five of 100 grams, yeah, that's like a, you know, I feel like that's a good amount to buy for a stash if you're not sure what it's for. Yeah, I think I almost see this uh, whole process playing out even before. But yeah, I thought this would be great for Rockmore. So I did a little swatch um, and I was so excited that I got gauge immediately that I just cast cast on, crocheted on, foundationed. And I basically crocheted the entire front yesterday, like yesterday evening. Whoa. So I was like... You're on a roll. I watched Adam's Family Values, which is a great... Oh my God, what a great choice. (laughs) a great choice. So that was what I was doing yesterday evening. Um, It really holds up. What a great film. Really funny. Oh, no, I want to watch it. Spooky season, after all. I know, exactly. That's that's the level of spook I can do. Mm. I can just do Adam's Family. I was like... (laughs) Entry-level spook. So now... uh, So I did the front. I was like, this is going great. But now... And you know, it's such a fun pattern as well. Because I um, I like do a little bit of crochet, but I've never actually crocheted a garment. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it, I can see because it's sort of those like undulating lines. I feel like it must have like a lovely flow to it while you're making it. Intuitive is the word. I oh, gorgeous. Yeah. So uh, and pretty fast as well. You know, being able to finish the front of a cardi is pretty uh, yeah. positive. I've used one. I've got five skeins. 
I've used one skein on the front and now I'm sort of doing like hesitant maths of mm. okay so one skein for the front one skein for the other front probably two for the back and then somehow maybe each short sleeves yeah that, oh that's tricky I feel like sleeves often take less yarn than I think they're going to mm. but I still yeah that is a bit tight isn't it yeah so mm. I'm gonna do some I know this like if I was knitting sleeves I'd do them obviously I try and do them two at a time and see how what the length I can do but the way the sleeves are done you sort of work them sideways um mm. this is a whole out loud thinking process of I'm like oh, am I just kind of gonna go for it maybe I'll end up with a charming waistcoat with no sleeves <laughs> maybe I could see you rocking a charming waistcoat you're a charming waistcoat kind of uh, person I reckon Thanks very much. Uh, it's gonna be my uh, it's gonna be my winter vibe this yeah. uh, charming waistcoat. So that's uh, sort of yarn chicken issue thirty nine crochet musing scenario that I'm on. We'll all have to um, wait with bated breath to see whether the um, waistcoat remains a waistcoat or becomes a cardigan. I'm not doing a lot of yarn-based crafting at the moment due to the aforementioned house, which is very exciting and I'm very excited about it. It's rather time-consuming in a fun way. Um, so I've been using my spare time to paint things, mainly walls. I've spent a lot of time painting colour swatches onto bits of paper and moving them around rooms. I've now painted two rooms in the house and uh, do you want to guess what colour those two rooms are? Mustard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was going to say mustard is also the second one, but maybe <laughs> it's some sort of pink. Yeah, it's pink. It's pink and yellow. Right, the okay. two. Yeah, well done, yeah. Soph. Um, those are my favourite colours. So I've been doing that, um, but also I've been plotting other exciting house-based crafting. Now, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the podcast because I can't remember, because I think we only recorded one last year. I don't remember whether I was making my bath mat at this point or not. Oh, no, your bath mat definitely featured. Okay, yeah, well. I'm sure it did, yeah. If you have listened to the bath mat related episodes, good for you. <laughs> if you haven't, then just quick recap. Last summer, I made a bath mat out of macrame. <laughs> Let me t- catch you up. This is a huge surprise. The bath mat chat is... Drum roll. I made a macrame bath mat. Safe to say, I've never cared so much about a bath mat before in my life. <laughs> this bath mat beyond all reason anyway i was thinking about what other things i could um craft from macrame um for a home and i was thinking about lampshades because alice who we work with um she made a wonderful lampshade from the same book that i got the bath mat pattern from the modern macrame book um i'll find i'll find uh linky for those who are interested but yeah so i thought i could make some macrame lampshades so that's something i'm planning and I've even got some pink and yellow macrame cord. Nice. Is it going to be like the mustard rune gets a pink one and the, and you know, vice versa? I mean, probably. Because oh, you know nice. what? I love a Battenberg. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the sorts of things that are occupying my brain at the moment. But unfortunately, I do not have much actual like whip, like work in progress stuff on i've got some background socks that i'm making obviously some snowshoe socks because that's always the case but yeah not not loads on the old uh old crafting right now that's okay you know the crafting is a garden it has its fruitful periods it has its rest periods it has its harvesting time oh it is a garden you know oh that's we so go through nice. the cycle of that exactly <laughs> 
Much like the podcast, we had a big resting time. Now we're back. Mm, yes. <laughs> so kind of in the new structure of the podcast, we like to end with what we're making, what we're excited about. Obviously, you say you're in the more fallow period of your making, but making plans are happening. So that's very exciting. Um, I want to talk about a game, which has got me really excited. And uh, I think you would find it interesting too, and the listeners. So it's a gift I got for my birthday, and it's called Amending. Ooh. Amending. <laughs> and it's by uh, Xing Yin Ko. And I'm going to read the description of it because it kind of sums it up and then I'll elaborate. Amending is a solo building and keepsake game about two friends who have been parted for some time using sewing, embroidery and map making mechanics. So it's really, it's beautiful. The whole like care and attention. It's something very different to any sort of game that I've played before. Um, and you get a little pouch, a little cloth pouch. And inside you have a cloth map, so like a big kind of like bandana sized cotton cloth map. And the idea of the game is you are taking a journey and the map has, you know, like a layout of landscapes, so trees and a beach and a little river, maybe mountains. And you go through the game sewing your journey with like a little running stitch or whatever kind of stitch you want to use onto the cloth map and you have prompt cards as you go along so they're like a reflective gentle journey of interesting characters thoughtful questions about the friendship and a few strange occurrences so as you kind of there's certain points on this cloth map where you're like okay draw another card and it will say like think about a drink that you like what would you share with your friend and you can you're invited to stitch that onto the map Wow. Yeah, something kind of a little bit, I don't know, I've never played a game like this and there's so much care and attention and sort of thoughtful invitations in the instructions saying like, do you want to add beads? Do you want to do it like this? You know, there's sort of a no wrong answer to how you want to sit through this game and the idea that you can keep playing it and keep taking different routes and build on this piece of uh, this cloth that you're embroidering that it really becomes a precious um, keepsake yeah that you're um, treasuring and building up all these layers it's a solo mindful activity of making and playing but also like a meditation and a like a journaling but also Mm. storytelling yeah I'm all about it it's all these different wonderful things it sounds amazing yeah I've not like while describing it I was just thinking like yeah I've not really heard of anything quite like it sounds wonderful it sounds very like soothing and thought-provoking and like inspirational as well mm, yeah there's a hashtag about it which is amending game where you can see other people who started playing it and i i need i want to make like a little like documentation of when i'm doing it as well that's partly i think it's playing into my slight perfectionist tendencies where i'm like I you know i don't want to mess it up this is so beautiful and amazing how do i even start like playing a game mm. It's almost like a ritual to it, the whole kind of build up to it that I almost want to like honor that mm. with like a proper like meditative space of like right now I am playing the game. So I actually, having spoken about it, haven't actually started playing it, but it's been something I've been thinking about, and it's uh, it's just so beautifully done and created that I I just yeah I'm really excited to explore it more. Yeah, what a lovely present! How exciting! I'm excited to see your documentation of it because it's you know you've described it really beautifully but I'm really interested to see the like visual representation of it and to sort of see how it works I'm going to definitely look up the hashtag though I'm very intrigued 
yeah, if anyone else is interested, we'll obviously have all the links to that on the show notes. Don't forget, you can check the show notes on the blog. Okay, well, I think that um, brings us to a natural end for our knit slash cool chat episode for this month. And we want to give a little shout out to Oysters and Pearls Yarn Company for sponsoring us, sponsoring this episode. And don't forget, you can get 10% off. 10% off, that's pretty great, at oystersandpearls.com by entering the code POMCAST at checkout. Just a reminder that code is valid until the 30th of November, so use your listener discount at Oysters and Pearls. Their yarn is so gorgeous. It is. People might know, uh, you certainly know, Lydia, that we had uh, Oysters and Pearls as part of issue 34. Their yarn was used in the design Nestle Down, so check that out if you want to see some uh, POM projects with Oysters and Pearls. Yeah, some POM Oysters and Pearls crossover, which this episode also is. Indeed. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Lydia. Thanks, Soph. No problem. <laughs> I'll see you next episode. You will, indeed. And thanks, everyone, again to all our POMcats for listening, and we look forward to making more POMcasts for you soon. Bye, take care. Bye. Bye. Pomcast is produced by Lydia Gluck and Sophie Heathscott, along with the team at Pom Pom Quarterly Magazine. You can buy your copy of the magazine and subscribe too at our online shop. That's pompommag.com forward slash shop. Big thanks, as always, to Eli Block for creating the original music for this show and for being an essential part in creating this podcast. Thanks as always to Megan Fernandez, co-creator and editor of Pom Pom Quarterly. Thanks to the whole Pom Pom team. You're working behind the scenes, making sure this podcast gets out on time. Thank you so much. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review? Five stars only. (laughs) Just kidding. You can leave however many stars you like, but we like it when there's five. Send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pompommag.com and don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Ravelry Forum. Nice, tasty podcast. Take one. (laughs) Only take. Delicious.